Welcome to the Better You Project, where we will be discussing health, hormones, and aesthetics while using a blend of functional and anti-aging medicine. To make sure you're up to date on this and what's going on in the practice, be sure to follow us on Instagram at udirecthealth underscore aesthetics, as well as our website, www.udirecthealth.com. The following discussion is the opinion of nurse practitioner Lexi Yu. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. Please speak to your healthcare provider for your personal concerns about your health. Now let's jump right into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Better You Project, optimizing health hormones and aesthetics. And it's been a little while since I've done a podcast episode just because of the growth of the practice and bringing in our new nurse practitioners and getting them oriented and trained. And then not only that, but finally finishing out my training academy, which has been such a labor of love. And so I'm so excited for that to have launched. Uh, I think it went live last month. So now that I have, and I use this term very loosely, a little bit of downtime, um, I'm going to try to get back into recording some more podcast episodes because as I see new patients with my practitioners, and I actually don't really take new patients, I might take maybe a patient who's really complex and that they've been here, been there, been to the Mayo Clinic, been to the Cleveland Clinic, and you know they want a, another integrative approach, then they kind of show up and see me. Happy to help those patients. Um, but anyway, as I have my new NPs on orientation, what I've learned is, is that utilizing the podcast as a supplemental education tool can be so helpful for these patients because what happens is they do their homework outside of the appointment. Then when they come to the appointment, they've done their homework. And so they get to make the most out of their appointments. And so one um, episode I think that should be done, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because I feel like, and this is recorded in July of 2023. So if you listen to this, you know, in six months from now, it may be a whole different tune. But what's really cool is this podcast episode is going to be about weight loss and wellness. And um, this is a lot of what I, what I see. I always tell our NPs, like, the core of what we do is thyroid, hormones, and gut. But I feel like one of the chief complaints that brings patients to my practice is weight loss. And a lot of times when we manage thyroid, hormones, and gut in a comprehensive approach, they see so many benefits when it comes from the weight loss perspective. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive into some of the non-GLP-1 um, tools that we we can use in our practice to help with weight loss. And so what I mean by that is when we talk about our GLP-1, so that is Ozempic, Wagovi, Semaglutide, uh, Terzipatide, Manjaro, which is actually GLP-1, GIP. Um, but it can also mean things like Laraglutide, which is Sexenda. But what I'm, gonna, what I'm doing today though is my goal is to talk about some of the non-GLP-1 forms of peptides and prescriptions and kind of the ins and outs a little bit about them not to get too into the weeds because that's what a consult is for but to help patients understand that um, <clears throat> semaglutide or ozempic or wegovy is not the only option there are actually quite a few other options and none of them are surgery which is great so let's start off by kind of talking a little bit about what peptides are. So peptides are short chains of amino acids. So these are the little building blocks 
that put together various roles in our body. So the way I describe it to a patient is, is a peptide is kind of like it turns a light switch on and off in your body. And what that does is it triggers a ricochet of events like regulating metabolism and skin tightening and, and acting on the SNAP8 con, um, complex like GHK. Um, it can help with reducing appetite. It can act on the hypothalamus of the brain, which is where cravings come from. It can help increase your natural production of growth hormone. There are so many wonderful peptides um, in our body. The first peptide ever created was actually insulin. But one of the peptides I'm going to actually talk about first is melanotan 2. And so melanotan 2 is a um, synthetic analog of the hormone called melanocortin. And which what this is involved in is specifically regulating skin pigment pigmentation, tanning, increasing the melanocytosis of the skin. So a lot of times you might hear us refer to this as like the Barbie peptide, right? So we say that because it tans your skin, it makes you skinny, and it can also increase your libido, which as a kid, I don't ever remember talking about libido and my Barbies, but that's neither here nor there. So what this does is it can help by also taking white fat, which is what we call our non-thermogenic fat, and turning it into beige fat or even brown fat. And so when you think about when babies are little, they have a lot of brown fat, which is why, you know, if, if you've ever had children, their body is like a furnace. Like you go in there and check, check in on them while they sleep and they're literally sweating and they don't have any blankets on. And it's because they have all that nice um, thermogenic calorie burning brown fat. So what melanotan 2 can also do is it can actually help turn some of that adipose tissue that is white into a more thermogenic um, type of fat. But but in particular, melanotan 2, unfortunate side effect with it is it can make you a little bit nauseous. Um, I do not tolerate melanotan 2 at all when it comes to the nausea. I just hate being nauseous. I had twins as, as a pregnant lady and I threw up all the time. And so I just, I'm just not a fan of being nauseous. But anyway, with the um, melanic, uh, melanotan 2, it can also help suppress the appetite. And so some patients have even found that pairing or stacking semaglutide with melanotan 2 is a great option if you've hit a weight loss plateau or if you're trying to get to that next weight loss milestone. Um, another really good use for melanotan 2 is if you're fair skinned. So if anyone knows my assistant Angie she's very fair-skinned but this is a great peptide that we can use to kind of help patients when they're going in the sun or if they're going she goes to Aruba every year and so she'll kind of um, hit a little bit of the melanotan too before she goes she so she does not burn and then the other thing is is that melanotan too acting on those um, melanocortin receptors also can act as an aphrodisiac so PT141 or blameotide is another peptide but but it comes from melanotan too so it's a really good peptide it's an injectable peptide if you want dosing and protocol, you need to make an appointment. So um, it's a great, great peptide. It does need to be refrigerated. Side effects, nausea, like I said, um, because of its um, aphrodisiac effects, it can cause priaprism in men, which I've never had that happen in any of my male patients, but it can happen. Um, I've had that happen with my male patients in PT-141, which is why it's part of our ED protocol. Um, but I've never actually had that happen with my male patients. The other thing you want to be really, really cautious of, and this is why I say you need to see a practitioner who is trained in peptides. That does not mean they write for semaglutide. That means they're actually trained in peptides. But making sure that you're doing a really good skin check prior to initiating melanotan 2 because it can cause some darkening of moles. It, they can look a little atypical. And for a while, we had stopped prescribing it because I had a dermatologist who was very um, vocal in their um, caution with this. And so we had stopped writing for it. And then, you know what? 
there do, there are really good benefits with it. So we've just adjusted down our dosing with it. So we are very cautious with our dosing, but it's a really good option. It's very affordable. And um, yeah, I think it can be really, really good. And I've seen good outcomes with it. I used to take melanotan too. So if you ever go back on the gram and you really roll that calendar back to, I don't, I'm trying to think 2019, I'm trying to think when I started doing peptide, 2019, 2020, there's a couple pictures of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so dark. Um, so maybe a little too dark and sometimes it's not like a pretty brown like I'm lucky I'm Hispanic so we tan very nicely but sometimes like poor Stacy she's kind of fair skinned it looked like a gray color um, so we had to kind of have her tone it down but it's a wonderful peptide and it can be very good in conjunction with some other tools. Another um, consideration as far as peptides that I also like to kind of throw in there is another peptide that's a capsule peptide. So if you're not crazy about injectables when it comes to losing weight, um, Mlexinox is a great peptide. It was actually primarily used for histamine or mast cell activation. So histamine is like that IgE response or that allergy response when you are, um, your immune system is kind of overactivated. So think about like seasonal allergies or allergies to animals. Um, um, or anything like that. Um, another use that we will typically use it for in patients who maybe have not great controlled asthma and they want an alternative. Um, people who have canker sores. I actually had a patient who had seen dermatology, had seen like a dentist, maybe even like an oral surgeon and she just had these canker sores. They biopsied them and they could not find anything. And so I actually put her on topical on Lexinox and we have a very wonderful pharmacist that we work very closely with and she was able to compound that for us. And that has been so great. But on the weight loss perspective, what Mlexinox does is it inhibits certain enzymes that are involved in the fat storage. And so by, by basically helping your body not store fat as much, it can help with overall reducing body fat, but it also can help with improving insulin sensitivity. So it does have some benefit when it comes to that. I have had a patient, a couple of patients report that they maybe got a little hypoglycemic on it. I don't think that's super common and it might've just been situational with that patient, but um, um, I do feel like that's wor n worth noting on that. Um, so those are two non-GLP-1 peptides that I think can work really well for weight loss. On the prescription side, um, you know, I'm not opposed to using something like Adapex or Phentermine in the right candidate. So when you think about what this is, this is a stimulant. So it is like in the drug class of an amphetamine salt. So that is like your um, dextra amphetamine. That's your Adderall. That is your... Um, like your ADD medicine. And so it's basically going to kind of rev things up and also stimulate um, your, your metabolism, but it's also going to suppress your appetite. With that though, it can also have some side effects. So it's not my favorite. I'm not opposed to using it as a jumpstart, but it is a short-term way to bridge it. So a lot of times <clears throat> I might pair this with something else while I'm trying to get patients, get their um, their stomach kind of shrunk a little bit where they're, they're reaching satiety or the feeling of fullness with smaller portions. I also like that it kind of buys me a little time to kind of help patients lose weight. Patients are very results driven. They're like, listen, Lexi, I've been on this wait list for five months and I wanted to be skinny like last year when I got on your wait list. And so like, let's get the ball rolling. And while I understand that, it buys me a little time to kind of figure out root cause. What the hell is your thyroid doing? Do you have Hashimoto's disease? Do we need to cut out gluten? Do we need to do a gut test? So again, it's a tool in the toolbox. It is not the only tool in the toolbox. And this is short-lived. So you also want to making sure that you're checking it in body, making sure that you're looking at body composition, making sure they're seeing a health coach, pairing it with... Um, physical activity, making sure they're practicing good sleep habits, which I feel like is the hardest thing. Sometimes I feel like cutting out gluten is easy. It's like going to bed on time. That's 
way harder. Also, um, side effects, dry mouth, headache, most common, jitteriness, heart palpitations. So I would be very cautious to use this in some of my patients who already struggle with anxiety because you're like, I don't know if I'm amped up because of my Adipex or if I'm amped up because I'm an amped up person. So I would just be very cautious with this. Um, it can also cause some dry mouth, which I'm like, well, cool. Just make sure you're drinking your water. Some of that though can, can trigger a headache. So a lot of times you might see providers pair this with another drug called Topamex or Topiramate. There's a drug that came to market called Qsimia and that is a combination of fentramine or Adipex with Topamax, but Topiramate, um, it's in the drug class of anti-epileptic medication, so we will typically prescribe it to help reduce incidence of seizures, but what's also kind of interesting is that it'll, it'll change the taste buds, and I remember when I worked in the bariatric center, and I used to run a medical weight loss program for those providers, and I learned so much about the pharmacology of weight loss drugs, and using, using my background in psychology, and all these things, and what's so cool is it kind of helped change the taste buds. And so patients who maybe craved carbonation, craved sweets, or if they were like a soda drinker, this is like a great, great option for it. It's very, very inexpensive. Um, sometimes insurance covers it. It also is really good to pair with fentramine to prevent the headache that fentramine can sometimes cause. Um, this one, if you're titrating up to a higher dose, you definitely do not want to stop this abruptly because you can have, it can lower um, seizure threshold if you've had a history of seizures um, on that one. And again, all of these prescriptions need to be monitored by a healthcare professional who is trained in weight loss medicine. Um, so this is a good option. Again, short-term option, but it can be very, very helpful. And some patients do really well on Topamax. Now, having said that, I've actually had patients say that they feel like dumb on Topamax. Like, like I had one lady say, you know, I drove to work and I got here and I was like, oh my God, how did I even get here? I'm like, okay, that's a problem. We need to come off of that drug. But it is good in certain population. And again, this is all like sometimes trial and error. You got to try something and you got to customize it to the patient. Um, and so if you're a patient and you're listening, we try to customize it. So this is the absolute perfect plan for you. The next one, which is another, um, I feel like it's like an oldie but a goodie, is Wellbutrin. So the other one, the other name for that Wellbutrin is called Bupropion. And this is a lot of times prescribed by family doctors. Um, I see a lot of GYNs using it because I feel like so many times women of childbearing years are like, oh, I don't have a primary, but I got a GYN. And I'm like, lady, that's not the same thing. Anyway, um, Wellbutrin or Bupropion is in the drug um class as an antidepressant, but it's also prescribed for weight loss in that it kind of acts on the addicting chemicals of the brain, which are associated with appetites and cravings. It is also really helpful too for adult ADD, so it can also help um, in some focus. Um, Olga, who's one of our MPs, she calls it food noise. Um, it can help with some of the food noise in your head, um, which can be very, very helpful. And this is often paired nicely with another, um, this one is called, a, it's a compound prescription, but it's called Lodos Naltrexone. Now, if you go back and you listen to any of my Hashimoto's podcasts about LDN or Lodos Naltrexone, this is a great compound, very inexpensive, very well tolerated, that pairs nicely. Now, so what's interesting about this is, um, it is not typically used in the mainstream. Now, Trexone is often used as a, um, like a uh, anti-abuse alcohol, like anti, like uh, reversal agent of opioids. Um, and is primarily used in opioid addiction. But when it's taken in super small dosages, like a 1.5 and then a 3 and then a 4.5, um, it has shown some great potential, not only for sleep, inflammation, autoimmunity, and then weight loss. 
Um, what I kind of describe, how I describe it to patients is it kind of like re helps us reset your weight thermostat. So let's say, for example, you've gotten down, you start at like 175, you're killing it and you get down to 150 and you're like, Lexi, I'm doing all my things. I'm tracking my macros. I'm meeting with the Jenny. I'm tracking my protein. I'm getting my perfect amino is and like nothing is happening. So this is might be a good one to like, okay, well, let's maybe add in a little LDN. Uh, maybe they have trouble sleep. So this could be a, a good addition to that. But what it does is it helps with kind of certain brain chemicals that are involved in appetite regulation and this can be a really helpful um, tool again in conjunction with other things it's not the holy grail I mean some patients feel like it is um, for their joints but this can be a really really good option again very cost effective um, and it can be very useful for many patients so kind of having said all of that, you know, we've talked about melanotan 2, which um, is an injectable, the Barbie peptide. We've talked about amlexinox, which is a capsule. We've talked about fentramine. Um, fentramine, I have a rule where you can do it for 90 days and we've monitored your, your weight. We've monitored your blood pressure. Um, contraindications would be any patients who have high blood pressure that you are not a good candidate for that. And then you have to lose between one and two pounds a week to get your refill. So if you're not meeting that quota, then this is not the drug for you. And when we, you know, keep looking. Um, some other things to consider is when you're seeking out any kind of weight loss assistance, whether you're um, a practitioner and you follow me for education to better yourself or you're a patient or a potential patient is making sure that you are doing all the things. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, these peptides and medications and while they are amazing and we are so lucky that we have them in our arsenal they are tools in a tool in a very large toolbox your homework at home though is managing your stress you know the making sure that you're putting the right things in your mouth making sure that you're getting enough sleep making sure that you're doing the movement and all those things and that is what's going to set you up for long-term success long-term success because as soon as I take you off that melanotan too or as soon as I take that fentramine away or um, you know you come off of these other things what's going to happen if you've not set yourself up for success so I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast I enjoy doing them it's just carving out the time in my crazy schedule um, to do it but this is a great kind of start if you are new to the practice or if you've hit a weight loss plateau and you're like all right Lexi what the hell can I do here to kind of get things moving this is kind of um, a couple little pieces you know we talked in like the normal pharma we talked in the compounds and then we talked in the peptides if you are a patient of the practice and you want to discuss further or like yes I want to do that you need to um, let us know you can send a portal message tell us you want a peptide consult Say, hey, I heard that podcast. Like, let's get on some Melanotan too. We'll set you up with a peptide consult with um, either myself or one of the NPs or um, one of the procedural nurses kind of go over the ins and outs, contraindications, um, anything like that would be awesome. And yeah, I hope to get some more episodes kind of cranked up before I start my DMP in January. If you are a patient and you're like, Lexi, I need an episode on this, feel free, even if you're not my patient, um, in the practice, but you are a YDH patient, feel free to send me a portal message and I would be happy to oblige and get you another episode on a certain topic. Thank you.